just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Team, how are you doing? Team, doing pretty well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going No, pretty... Matt, you have to start the sentence with oh, team. Okay. Team. You can speak normally after that. Right. It's kind of like when you're, when you're speaking to a walkie-talkie and you have to say over. Okay. At the end, but at now you end. have to say team, team at, the, at start, the start. And then over at the end. Okay. Please, over. Uh, fuck. Team. Um, going well? I forgot the question. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is no good. This is no, no good. <laughs> Over. What have I done? <laughs> what have you done? I'm sorry. But it is great, great to be back. Have we broken the, cor- the course and the curse? Have we passed the course and broken the curse? Broken yes. the Pharaoh's curse. Yeah. Already. Still, well, it's been, <laughs> Already. A, been nearly, <laughs> the, what, a year and a half? since. P- Already. The, uh, oh, doesn't it fly? It's been a long time since we were cursed by the Pharaoh. Time flies when you're cursed. Mm. It does. Mm. One of the many one curses. Of the, one of the, yeah, one of the elements. You don't get to enjoy life. Mm. Yeah, because you're cursed. No, I'm real good. I don't know about you, but I'm really full of the Indian delight that we just ate. Jeez, mm. Mm. we've got it down to a fine art here. Haven't we? Kofta balls. Yep. Oh. In a sauce of some sort. Mm. A, a medium, not mild. We went medium because we're pretty... Not spicy at all. Medium. Yeah, we. I reckon we can go... Turn it up a notch. I reckon the other one was, was spicy yeah, and that was it mild. Was, it keeps mild. happening, doesn't it? Yeah. God, what. Anyway, this is fascinating for the listeners. We we ate, we ate shared an Indian meal before we recorded. We shared I, more than that. I had a garlic <laughs> naan. What else did we share? Love. Oh, and samosas. Samosas. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's what I was thinking. Go on. I get those two confused all the time as well. <laughs> I samosa you. <laughs> dad. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's so aggressive. Why are you telling your dad you love him so aggressively? I love you. Father. And then he throws a samosa in his face. <laughs> yeah. Eat up, Dad. Oh, eat up. <laughs> That's so threatening. Sorry. No, never apologize. You're a threatening presence, Dave. I've always said that. I think anything you say would feel threatening. Yeah. To your dad. Agreed. Now, Matt, have you been up all night? Because Al, <laughs> Why are you, you looking at Jess when you're asking me <laughs> that? <Sorry. laughs> now, Jess, have you been up all night? I just wanted to have a sweet segue into you've been up all night uploading YouTube videos to our YouTube channel, which oh, we yeah. launched a couple of weeks, few weeks back. Yeah, a little while back now. I've been I've been putting up one a day, mm. and uh, there's a few listeners who are going on there, and most most occasions writing either who go on or <laughs> who go Saints on by thirty. Saints by thirty is on every video. <laughs> I love it. Who <laughs> go on, and then someone and the next video they wrote. 
Like the first one, I said Pugo One. Then episode two was like Pugo One in brackets. I said I'd do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's their life's quest. Do you know what's great is that um, it, it pops up on um, like the web series that I did a couple of years ago as well. Like especially on your episode, Dave, and your episode, Matt. People will write like Pugo One or like Pugo One. That's funny. It's very cute. That's our first. I'm like, yes, guess. we do know each other. Yes, we do. People also are doing hashtag pray for Bob. Yeah, that's good because I need it. Angus is saying Sam's worth 30. Lando's saying Pugo on. I love you, Lando. And Matthew is saying hashtag pray for Bob. That's nice. My favorite part about the whole YouTube channel is the bit of the YouTube saga in that we now have a YouTube channel. And for, for ages, people kept saying, why have you taken down your YouTube channel? Just to get the record straight, we never had a YouTube channel. There was a pirate YouTube channel with a very homemade logo, which I enjoyed. As opposed you enjoyed to... it because it was just pictures of you. It, it was. They picked a, got a picture of me on Google Images and then written do go on next to it. And I was like, this is how the show should be promoted. <laughs> But it's also funny that you're making fun of it for being homemade. Where where did our one get made? Where did our official logo get made? In a made? professional studio. Yes, thank you. God. Oh. I, yeah. <laughs> Ours is very yeah. homemade. So um, We are getting uh, a pro to get updated to make Dave's shoddy work. <laughs> Take it up, up to scratch. Yeah. We and are beyond. S- we are so sorry for the shoddy mm. work. Oh, all right. Would you like to do everything? No, thank you. <laughs> those hun- those dozens of images on our YouTube channel that I all- I made them all. I, I do, like those. I do not those know how good. to do that. <laughs> yeah, those ones are great. I take it all back. Thank you, thank you. But anyway, if you want to get involved, we are on YouTube now. You can subscribe to our channel. We're also going to be putting up other videos and stuff, you know, throughout the rest of the year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no promises. Yeah, yeah no it, promises. Please don't hold do. me to that. <laughs> you should uh, you should get on there and subscribe. That would be cool. We, we, we are closing in on the, the subscribers that the pirate YouTube channel had. <laughs> we would like to overtake them. I like it. Yeah, pirate. I'm sure it was just a, just some lovely fan. Hmm. I don't think it was. I actually think a bot put it together somehow. Somehow there's a bot trolling the internet for pods. That can't and be And turning true. them into YouTubes. Yeah, it's just yeah probably just for, scrolling. for clicks and ads and stuff, yeah. Because they were putting in their videos, they were throwing ads every five minutes or something. There was oh. a lot of red lines. A lot of ads. Interesting. We wouldn't do that. This week's episode is brought to you by... <laughs> Our YouTube channel. Check it out. Hey, let's get into the show. All right, Matt. Your turn to report. Yes, it is. And you know how I always ask the uh, the best questions? That's true. That's the probably your claim to fame, which I enjoy. Yep. So the question this week is maybe the best one I've ever asked, and it... It's uh, it's it's pretty vague, and it's and it's not gonna uh, it's unlikely that your answer is gonna be the topic. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'd almost guarantee that it, it won't be un- unless there's been a you know a real uh, weird quirk of fate. But <laughs> here, here's the question: What is the biggest secret you've ever kept? Oh God. My real identity. I am secretly Spanish. Tennis superstar Juan Carlos Ferrero. Oh, great name! <laughs> Why do you go by? Do you did you have that ready to go? Do you look like him? Is that just you? I don't look like starting him. a sentence and seeing, yeah, where, it seeing went. where it goes. I was I was a secret for a while with my uh, my first boyfriend. Oh, oh, ashamed of you, he was. <laughs> There's a difference between a secret and a secret shame. Yeah, That's... I was a secret shame. Was but he like... cheating on someone with you? No. Oh, okay. As in, he didn't tell his parents. Oh. For a year. He didn't oh, tell his parents. A long time. <laughs> that's a long time. He, he didn't tell his parents he was cheating on someone with you for a whole year. <laughs> for a whole year. Why they did he didn't have know. to tell them? <laughs> so for a whole year. Yeah. So I what... just remember that bit, and it's. I mean, it's funny, but it's also like, oh. What was the problem? <laughs> well, the problem was me. <laughs> but is it because As... he couldn't have any boyfriend, any girlfriend, or because of you? No, no, no. It wasn't. I was don't... he like a Hasidic Jew or something, and and you weren't of the right? Was Faith? he an acidic Jew? <laughs> is that not a thing? I said Hasidic. Yeah, I know. I know. Is that a thing? <laughs> it just sounded a little bit like you said acidic. <laughs> well, maybe I did. He's got to work out his pH level. It's all over the he's, shop. He's so acidic. He's got acid reflux all the time. Real acerbic Jew. So acidic. Was it a, was it a religion? No. No, no, no. It, I think it was just... Uh, I don't know. I really don't oh. know. Were you young? Were you quite yeah, young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High school. Uh, so yeah. 17, well, uh, probably 18 to 19. <laughs> Eight, and he couldn't tell his parents? No, it wasn't that he couldn't. It was that he chose not to. All right, that's even worse. They were very nice once they Did knew Did you I ever existed. bring it up? Yeah. Did he seem to like you day to day? Uh, 
But, well, yeah, he stayed with me for a further five years after that. Did you ever stay over? So, no, God, no. Because that would be amazing. <laughs> this is my sister. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we would know. <laughs> this is my sister. He's saying that to his parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get why that's funny. Anyway, this is... <laughs> <laughs> One time when I was uh, in a band, when I, I was 14 and we were at a recording studio for one day to record something, um, I was in the John, or the toilet, and... Um, <laughs> he says that like, or as you <laughs> yeah. idiots like to call it. Let me it. translate. The bathroom. Um, I knocked a... They had extra toilet rolls sitting on top of the toilet, and I knocked one into the bowl, <gasps> and I didn't know what to do, so I hid it behind the, like, behind the system, behind the... Oh. Good run. Behind the toilet. And yeah, I ran it, out and I haven't told anyone since. Let it dry out and then they let can it use out. it. <laughs> yeah, even though it had been in my pissy bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, you wanted my confession. Now you look at me like you don't. Oh, no, I didn't. I, uh, if, if anyone wants to know what regret face sounds like, <laughs> this is it. Matt, can you tell us your biggest secret? No. Okay. Certainly Interesting. not. Interesting. Certainly not. Because I keep mine. I'm no good. Unlike you bloody loose lips over here. In my defense, I was the secret. Yeah. In mine. So I kind of kept me, didn't I? My secret is that if I really want something and I picture it, I just get it. <laughs> no, that's the secret. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so this this week's episode is sort of about a secret that builds up to that. But I, I just, just for a little bit of sizzle on that, I was going to um, read out the opening paragraph from a Washington Post article about this story. <sighs> wow. Which, uh, cool. which, which really got me hooked into it uh, very quickly. Should I, I should say this was suggested by listener Josh at Josh Jones eighty seven on Twitter. Um, he suggested a few. And I think this might be the first one that's got through. Good on, on you, Josh. Josh. Spam that hat. We just said the same thing. Oh my goodness! What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> with somebody that you spend so much time with, that we would possibly think the same thing. But do you really know me? I think I do. After the way I treated that boy in high school. Do you reckon we are the people that you spend the most time with, aside from your girlfriend who you live with? And your workmates. Oh, good one. Yeah, I'm at work 47 hours a week. Yeah, that's probably a lot. But socially, is Peter Hellier number two after you? Would he be second in charge if your girlfriend left your house? (laughs) Yeah, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I trust Pete. He's a great guy. Great guy. Okay, so this is the opening paragraph from... It's a very short paragraph, really, but it's from this Washington Post article I quite enjoyed. Okay. I read a, a bunch of articles I quite enjoyed. Cause this, is, this is a real fascinating story. Anyway, here it goes. Small towns are reputed to be close, almost like family. Residents stick together. They have your back. They protect you. They keep your secrets. Oh, oh yeah! Oh. This is fucking cool, and I'm jealous of the listener because they've seen what this episode's called. Uh, the episode is called... <laughs> Well, let's, I don't know what the episode's going to be called. I'll probably ask you guys what it should be but called. But that is a cool, cool... Like, that would suck me in, too. Uh, but the episode is about... Or the suggestion was just two words, mm-hmm. the name of this man, Ken McElroy. McElroy? <laughs> <laughs> He's already stopped it. <laughs> Have I built up enough uh, tension? suspense and tension? It's the secret that you've been mispronouncing his name the whole time? Yeah, it's written in this report a lot. If you guys... Anyway. McElroy. Have you heard of Ken McElroy? I, I have not. Ken Rex McElroy was oh. born on June the 1st, 1934 in Nodaway County, Missouri in the United States of America. Oh. The old U.S. Of, of a- America. America. <laughs> uh, I've read that he was the 15th child in a family of 16, but I've also oh. read that he was one of 13 kids. Both too many kids. You know how I feel about big families. Yeah. Do they know what was causing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite joke of all time. <laughs> no, don't say that. Dad will hear that and go, <laughs> it's just so oh, that funny. Was, it was a John joke. It's yeah. a John joke. That's great. Do they know what's causing Johnny it? I love Perkins. it. I love it. Good <laughs> on you, John. You're, you're funny. That's where your daughter gets it. <laughs> uh, Ken's parents were farmers named Tony and Mabel. Great. Mabel. Great name. Tony's pretty good. You don't get enough Hang Mabels. On. But Tony was the one who I, I was a secret for. So his oh. name was Tony. So you named and shamed. <laughs> fuck it. But Mabel. Good name. Tony's also the one who's been causing it. But they don't <laughs> know what it is. <laughs> it took me a sec, but now I get it. Sex. <laughs> yeah, with Mabel. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
He grew up in Skidmore in the northwest of Missouri, about a hundred miles from Kansas City. I'd I'd nickname the town Skidmark. Skidmark. Ooh. Oh derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> Skidmore is a Rock. is a really small town. It's got a population that has steadily shrunk from around five hundred in at the nineteen forty census. To an estimated 272 around uh, in 2015, a couple of years wow. ago. So really? The rest of them got flushed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a skid mark. I don't that know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about cars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you were like, what could that possibly have to do with cars? <laughs> I'm confused by both of you. <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop contributing. <laughs> Uh, He dropped out of school in year eight uh, at the age of 15. And over the following decades, he established a reputation in the town as a real bad guy. Uh, Being accused of burglary of things like booze, grain, petrol and livestock. He's a cattle rustler. That's stealing quite a bit um, of a real variety of Apparently he's also a bit of a, a, a raccoon hunter. Sure. Is that legal? I think that one might be fine. I don't think that was <laughs> right. on his rap sheet. That was just on his ho- list of hobbies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how he made some of his yeah. some some of his money. He maybe. also enjoyed NFL. <laughs> there, to be honest, there's been like across all the reports, there were inconsistencies throughout, but there were things that sort of um, flowed through them all. So I've tried to keep it all together. I think the story, is, you know, is relatively level, but we'll let me go on. Um, he was reportedly. Always basically unemployed, yet never short of cash. He used to carry around wads of cash. Um, is that because he's a criminal? He's getting so, money from Yeah, him? I think the from idea wrestling? is that he... Yeah, there, there was one wag who said uh, when someone was... Wags are... That's what people say sometimes when someone says a funny quip. They're a wag. Oh, what a wag. And I... It's an old person term. Right. That's, that's why, why I, I said it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but it, someone someone had uh, said that he was talking about some of the jobs he had. He used to sell antiques and stuff. And someone go, a local goes, yeah, but who's antiques? Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> what a <laughs> wag. Dave, <laughs> <Don't> jump in. <laughs> antiques. That's like a person's surname. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's a bit of a wag. Oh, <laughs> Can we all do that anytime one of us makes a joke now for the rest of the episode? That will not get boring to the listeners oh, at all. Very good. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm voting no. Okay, interesting. But uh, this is a democracy, so I respect that. It, it wasn't like he escaped the attention of the authorities, though. On 21 occasions, charges were brought upon him, but on every occasion, he escaped conviction. 21 times. Blackjack. <laughs> yeah. All right, you know the rules. 21 times off, you can't get me for anything. <laughs> Basically, anyway. Cause... What do you mean that's not a rule? <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's all right. I, I'm just remembering. You guys are like, how are your short reports always so long? It's because... It's because I, I think I think you guys quip after every sentence and and sometimes mid sentence, which is fine. I enjoy it, but I'm just I'm just. Can I just stop you there to <laughs> do a quip, <laughs> Jess? Can I just quip you there? <laughs> I'll quip you right there, sir. <laughs> so I said twenty one, but yeah, on the twenty first occasion was a little bit different. And I'll talk about that later. His attorney Richard McFadden later said that he defended Rex, uh, Ken Rex from about. Three or four felony convictions a year. <laughs> oh, so he's keeping him in work practically. Is he just following Ken around? I think yeah, just like so picking up cases. He's from one of the bigger towns in the state, but he, he yeah, I think he must just come down on. He's on retainer. <laughs> Ken, how are you? Yep. What do we right. got? What do you got for me? Yeah. What are we doing? Give me a water cash. Oh, you've had a haircut. Mm. He, he's okay. also um yeah apparently he bragged about uh, how he he's also defended members of the mob as well. This guy. So he's a, he 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 got he got bad people off. If I mean I'm I'm being a bit judgy there. I don't know if the mob are necessarily bad people. He got bad people off, did he? <laughs> Everyone's got their price. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a that's classic wag. That is a classic wag. What a quip. <laughs> quip. What a quip. Uh, his lawyer was obviously very good at getting criminals off. <laughs> <laughs> But that wasn't the only reason 
McElroy escaped conviction on serious charges every year. He became known as the town bully. That was his nickname, the town bully. <laughs> what a nickname. As Boy, it, town bully, what do you having? Yeah. Pint, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Maybe he became, he might have become known as that. Yeah, it would be weird if people were calling that. TB. <laughs> TB, what up? Town bully. <laughs> but he got that nickname as he would intimidate any townspeople who stood up to him or disagree with him. And this included people who were set to testify against him in court. Now, he wasn't afraid to resort to violence either or threats of violence. I wonder how he would intimidate. Like maybe he would just put on a sheet and stand at their door and go, He was a huge guy, big, tall guy, big, muscly guy. Okay, big, so more like, Big, bushy. Woo. Yeah. Burr. 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 One of the ways, apparently, that he often did it uh, apart from, you know, going, hey, check out my gun. He, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> <laughs> check out my gun. I'm not testifying. <laughs> <laughs> he would also follow witnesses and accusers uh, around, park outside their, their homes and just watch them. Good. That is intimidating. That's actually <laughs> like really fucking that scary. That is fucked, right? but It feels like it should be illegal. Aren't people, shouldn't they stop him from this? Yeah, well, this is the amazing thing. He's just, it seems like the, the cops hassled him a lot and they, like, he... Charges were brought against him, but he kept getting off. He never was put away, but he was spent a lot of time in the legal system. Um, in 1976, when McElroy was a acu- can you hear the slight pause every time yeah. before I say his You're name? You're thinking about it. Yeah. It's like every time I say Thames. <laughs> McElroy. It's a great name, but geez, it looks like McElroy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> McElroy. In 1976, when McElroy was accused of shooting local farmer Romain Henry in the chest, he was charged with assault with intent to kill. So oh. apparently the story was that um, McElroy was on this guy uh, Henry's property and Henry's going, mate, piss off. Get off my property. And he goes, nah, and shot him. <laughs> Fair <Summer>. enough. <laughs> Look, uh, to be honest, I'm kind of um, paraphrasing, paraphrasing it, but it was basically what it was. According to Henry, in the lead up to the trial, McElroy parked outside Henry's home on more than a hundred occasions. One oh. hundred. This is according to Henry. I don't know. I don't know if old after, Henry was after shooting him a hundred times. He parked at the front. Yeah. Do you know what? Go on. Uh, you should drop these charges. That's really scary. Yeah. Hundred times. Oof. But yeah, I don't I, like this is. Henry's word. I don't know who he is and whether or not he's prone to hyperbole. <laughs> hyperbole. Did um, but did it work? Did was did he, he drop the charges? Yeah, did he drop the charges? <laughs> he didn't drop the charges. Legend. Henry was like, "Nah, mate." Mm. Uh, but in court, two raccoon hunters gave McElroy an alibi. What? Testifying they were with McElroy the day <laughs> of the shooting. McElroy was acquitted. Are you serious? Yeah. So again, he wasn't able to um, intimidate Henry, but maybe he was able to wow. influence the raccoon hunters. God damn. Um, when McElroy was in his late 30s, can I call, maybe I'll call him Ken Rex, because that's what he was sort of known as around town. Whatever's more comfortable for you. When Ken Rex was in his late 30s, he'd already fathered more than 10 children to multiple women, oh. and he was married to his third wife, Alice. Oh. Yeah, this bit's a bit fucked, sorry. Ten um, kids. Not that bit, this next bit. No. Jess no, <laughs> <just, laughs> is already like, oh, no. Oh, I forget, yuck. yeah, you don't like having a lot of kids. Even if it's in multiple families? No, that's... I'm not... I don't... No, no, no. It's more that he's, yeah, just got all these different women... Put yeah. all of these different women in a very difficult situation. In different... Yeah, he, a, mm. just a big intimidating yeah, guy. Nice. And it's just... I mean, without knowing the um, facts... Lucky third wife, Alice. Yeah, well... Uh, okay, oh no. Oh no, Alice does not fare well. No, Alice is... Okay. Okay. So at this time, he's, he's married to his third wife, Alice. Alice, um, I've read, she can't even be sure if they were legally married or not. But anyway... She um, can't be sure. That's yeah. some wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we got married yesterday. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that, at this time, he met a 12-year-old girl named Trina McLeod. No. And within a couple of years, no. uh, she was pregnant. Oh, no. 
He then brought Trina to his house to live with him and Alice. Oh, divorced 14. Yeah, he divorced Alice to marry Trina. Um, but they still lived together. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this was because, as his wife, the court wouldn't be able to compel Trina to testify against him in the statutory rape case. Oh, but God. Like, but you also, can you marry a 14-year-old? As she was underage, Uh-oh. though, he, was, he wasn't able to marry her without parental consent. So there are a few conflicting versions of what happened next, but many of them suggest that uh, Ken Rex went to her parents' house while they were away, shot the family dog, and burnt the house down. Oh, shit. Whoa. Why? To get them to say yes. Some, some say that he did that after they'd, uh, he, he'd sort of intimidated them, and some of them said before to try and intimidate them into saying yes. Some said that he did that. They still refused, and he threatened to burn down their new house. And that's what got them to... Like, there was a few different sort of stories. And a lot of them come back to, like... There's a lot of different articles about this, but they're quoting few, very few sources. Mm. So it's hard to know exactly what to trust. Um, in a People magazine article, Trina angrily denied that Ken burnt down her stepfather's house, saying it was an unfounded rumour. She said it was just faulty wiring. She's 14. She doesn't know what unfounded means. Yeah. I mean, she's saying this years later, she's... but at the time, who knows, you know, if he's keeping that from her. Like, I don't think she was there. Yeah. So it's just hard to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm hoping that something really bad's going to happen to this dude. Um, however. Uh, Matt gave no clues then with his face. <laughs> however, it, it, uh, it did happen. She got consent from the parents uh, and, and they were married. And charges against McElroy at that time for statutory rape and arson, amongst other things, didn't stick. That was some of those earlier charges that uh, wow. didn't result in jail time or any conviction at all. In 1980, this is sort of where it starts hotting up a bit. This is kind of the, 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 the key part of the story. Mm. Um, in 1980, at a grocery store in town, one of Ken Rex's daughters got in a fight with a, a worker at the shop named Evelyn Sumi. Did that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Fuck. Mm. In 1980, at a grocery store in town, one of McElroy's daughters got caught up in an argument with a worker at the shop. Uh, her name was Evelyn Sumi. The argument was allegedly about McElroy's daughter trying to steal some candy, apparently. The store was owned by an elderly couple named uh, Ernest and Lois Bowencamp. Okay. Without knowing anything about them, I love them. Can you imagine them sitting up the back of the store, like in rocking chairs? Ernest and Lois. They are so cute. I reckon they do crosswords together every Sunday morning. (laughs) There is some sort of vibe about those. I reckon they're bloody adorable. They're just like a sweet old couple, you know? I distrust them. I reckon they're still in love. After all this time, you know? Like he still makes her laugh and, you know? I know. Oh God, I love them. Sorry, Matt. Do go on. No, that's that's fine. I, I, I just agree. I just want to be like Ernest and Lois. I mean, I we, I can only. They apparently they were very well loved in the town. Oh, of course they were. Ernest's nickname was Bo. Oh, I was going to call him Bo Ernie, but Bo's yeah. good. Um, oh. you're not going to love this next bit. Oh no. Um, after the incident, uh, Ken Rex started stalking the Bowen Camp family. <laughs> no. The stalking escalated. Into McElroy confronting Ernest Bo Bowenkamp armed with a shotgun, and the con- confrontation ended with McElroy shooting the seven-year-old Bowenkamp in the neck. I, I mean, I like I'd like to say that Ernest pulled through, but I'm guessing he probably didn't. Bowenkamp lived. <gasps> no. Yeah. A further eight <gasps> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? He did. He lived. Yeah. So happy! This guy's not a great shot. He shot a dude in the chest. Didn't he die. Lived, shot neck. In the neck with a shotgun. Jesus. Um, and McElroy was then charged with attempted murder. <gasps> this was the twenty-first charge. Ah, I was about lucky twenty-one. And it went oh. to trial, where McElroy was convicted. <gasps> Unlucky twenty-one of the lesser charge of assault okay. for some reason. Well, I mean, uh, we'll take a win where we can. I'm like, yeah. I guess. 
Oh, I'm just so glad Bo's alive. Bo's alive. I, I've never point. been so immediately invested in, a, in a, a person in one of our stories, but I just wanted him to be okay. And then when he got he like this and then he got shot, I was like, I, I don't know what the world is anymore. But he's okay. Um, he's probably dead now, though. Yeah, I think he so. Was 70, 70 in, in 1980. 1980 so. Yeah, he's probably dead. Probably. There's a possibility. Oh, no, he could still be kicking. I guess, but, you know, he had a good innings regardless, I reckon. Uh, anyway, this is similar to an episode we had like a month or so back when it was like, it was one of mine as well, I think, where for some reason, so he's found guilty, basically, he's convicted, mm. um, but his lawyer filed an appeal and he was released on bail pending Fuck. the appeal. No. I don't know. him I, out. I know. It seems so weird. It's like once you've been convicted, it feels like then... You gotta prove your innocence, pal. We proved you're guilty already. Yeah. Yeah, it feels it feels a bit funny. Anyway, uh, after But we'll being... let you out until you can prove you're innocent. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't quite right get on. it. And in, in this case Yeah. Mm. It's like especially with a, it's a guy who just shot someone in a shop. Mm. What you're just releasing him back into the community? Mm. You found him guilty. He's convicted. As far as I understand. It almost makes it sound like yeah, anyway, it's very confusing. Very confusing. After being released, McElroy went to the D&G Tavern. That was his local uh, drinking hole. The D&G. D&G? D&G. The... Dogs and Gods. Fuck, you nailed it in one. You the don't... D&G. D- the Doors and Gargoyles. No, I guess. <laughs> 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 Admittedly. <laughs> you were so fast. You didn't even try again. Dogs and gods. <laughs> <laughs> A different one. Dave and go- gods. The, the duck and goose. Oh, fuck, he's good. That's adorable. I could duck the, and goose is really good. I could have the duck and that, goose. I bet you that's a pub in England be. somewhere, right? Okay, all right. Who are we going to get? The... David and Goliath. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> You're so talented. <laughs> okay, all right, I got it. 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 The Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> oh. Yes, Fuck. right there. The D and G. The. <laughs> I want to get one. <laughs> Have we done dog and gun? No. no, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a real one. I've been there in... Um, oh, I, th- I thought this, was, this one's going to be called. In, no, in England. I'd, Do you know what it's called? I should really look that up. It's You should see it, though. It is a. It is, looks like a shed. No, I, I, <laughs> I, can't I, can't, I can't think of a single one. The... I think I think you just... By the end of the episode... Maybe no, maybe we'll, I think we'll finish the episode with your... <laughs> oh, that sounds great. No. We'll, fin- we'll go out with that right at the end. Because no. I... I think I think that'll be a nice little bow. So Jess will be silent for the next thirty-five minutes. <laughs> what do you think about that? DNG, DNG. Okay. But see, they, I mean, it's got to be. They can't be rhyming. But they got to go together, like Duck and Goose, David and Goliath. <laughs> Dolce and Goliath. These are all good ones. Okay, who's a famous person has the letters D and G? D. Okay, hang on. Okay. Um. D- no, I got. Dahmer one. and Greg. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's the best laugh I've ever heard Dave do. <laughs> he really got into it. I, just, I loved her. Fuck, like, God damn it. She's so pissed off. No, I'm not. I'm, like, I'm, I'm in awe and mad at myself. Anyway, go on with the story. So he went drinking at the D&G. Yes. He, so it, this is his sort of regular. He'd often sit there. And I read that um, people who worked there said he'd often be pretty quiet. He... He was kind of not intimidating in like quite loud. He'd be more likely to whisper, whisper at you and just oh, stare at him, like stare with his dead eyes. People called his eyes dead eyes a lot. Stared at you with his dead eyes and whispered. That's scary. So he's a whisperer, a quiet starer. Does he have friends, do you reckon? Does anyone like him or is people are scared of him? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's from a big family, but... It's. I think he gets on all right with his. Some of his kids chose to live with him after they split with ex partners. Um, but you know, it's there's not. Dad just has 
Dad's house is more fun, Mum. Dad has the guns. You just try to make me eat vegetables. Do my homework. Dad just shoots the vegetables. <laughs> Dad lets me shoot cans and sometimes <laughs> other kids. Anyway, so is it the uh, D&G Tavern, uh, local... Having a couple of bevies. And uh, he was there armed with a, with a rifle and uh, at the, just the bar, drinking there with his gun. Of course he was. And allegedly started mouthing off a bit about what he was going to do to punish Bo, Ernie Bowen Camp. Uh oh, that's the one Jess likes. <laughs> for his for the part he played in his arrest, basically. And I, I think, as far as I can tell, the only part he really played in the arrest was being shot in the neck yeah. for getting in the way of my bullets. Yeah, which is what? Um, leave Ernie alone. I like him. His. His appeal, I think the lawyer was sort of using tactics to delay the appeal to sort of extend his freedom um, before the trial. That's how I read it. So anyway. the lawyer was doing a lot of, what's that? Yeah. Oh. What's that out there? Turn it, look. No, oh, court adjourned. <laughs> do it for a whole sitting day in the court. That's what they do. Oh, Have sitting Honor, days. I would love to do this trial today, but I forgot my pen. <laughs> it's over there. Look. <laughs> he spent six hours going, look, look. At, no, look, mister, we we looked. We're not going to look again. And he's like, no, this one, I'm, I'm serious. I swear. I swear. This For t- no, six I'm hours, him yeah. going, I swear, I swear, <laughs> I swear. Hours. They look and he's like, go, five o'clock, got to go. Back to the D&G. Uh, on a summer's morning in 1981, oh. McElroy had his appeal hearing delayed again, extending his freedom. In response, the townspeople were getting a bit, you know, anxious about it, feeling a bit antsy, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit peeved even. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they weren't sure that justice has been done over the last 21 attempts to put this guy away. Hmm. Interesting they may feel that way. Hmm. Um, so in response, the townspeople met at the Legion Hall. Oh, a town meeting about him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Organised by the townsfolk. Oh. Townsfolk is also just a fun thing to say, isn't it? it Can't is say fun. that in Melbourne. Come along, townsfolk. There's too many of us oh. in a small town. Not even the MCGs can hold 300 us and something people, then you can. Townsfolk. And they they keep talking about it like um, this town, because it's so small, it's really close. It's like a big family. Mm. Everyone knows each other. Everyone is sort of looking out for each other. They're probably all related. And this, But they just see this guy. He's just been a real, you know, real bad seed. Mm-hmm. So at the Le- so at the Legion Hall meeting, what they talked about isn't a hundred percent clear now. But from what I heard, uh, most are saying that things were discussed about what they could do to keep the witnesses safe and also the townspeople safe uh, from Ken Rex That's in general. That's insane that he's that mm. like that scary and that they have to that thirty, forty, fifty, however many people are meeting to talk about. It's yeah. like it's a yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and apparently, a local sheriff. Uh, the local county sheriff Dan Estes was there as well. It is said that Sheriff Estes instructed the meeting that they shouldn't get into a direct conflict with McElroy. Said that's a bad idea, and he suggested they instead form a neighbourhood watch. And then he left the meeting. Apparently, smart. While the yeah. meeting was occurring, McElroy rocked up to the nearby D&G Tavern again. So he's he's he's, he's always at, at the pub. He's he's sort of he's had his Court thing delayed. Mm-hmm. Case, if you will. Appeal. I prefer a court thing. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Your Honor, I'm here for that court thing. Your Honor. Is that is that a Missouri accent? No, that accent? was a terrible accent. Yeah, was that attempted an American accent of sorts? Yeah, I thought it was... It was what would Missouri... Yeah, I don't know what the Missouri accent would be. I don't well, know. I think if you rewind know. the podcast about 20 seconds <laughs> now, you hear an exact, exact uh, Missouri accent. So, so the meeting was occurring. McElroy has rocked up to the D&G Tavern again uh, with his wife, Trina, now in her early 20s. Um, and word of this came through to the people at the meeting. They heard that he was down there at the pub. So the townsfolk decided to disregard Sheriff Esther's advice. Oh, dear. And they went to the bar Witch as a group, hunt. basically filling the bar around him, uh, sitting there at a bar, which I imagine would have been pretty intimidating for... Very awkward, I The guy used to being the intimidated guy, Mm. intimidating guy. Um, So he he finished up his drink and left left the bar with Trina. He climbed back into his pickup truck and McElroy turned the ignition of his truck 
And I went to grab a cigarette, and in that moment, gunshots rang out. Oh. So sitting in the truck outside the D&G Tavern on the morning of July 10th, 1981, Ken Rex McElroy was shot in the head, instantly going from town bully to town dead guy sitting in his truck. <laughs> Every town needs one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had theirs. Trina later told People Magazine, she said, I started to scream. I said to Ken, they've got a gun. I think he kind of knew what was going to happen. He didn't show any fear. He never said a word. He's a really interesting character. Wow. Then I read that uh, some of the townspeople sort of took Trina out of the car. Afterwards. No ambulance was called. Um, There are no local cops, you know, the county the county sheriff's office or whatever. So they just, you know, shot him and left left him there. Wow. Um, but the whole town meeting was around and then people in shops, like a lot of people saw it. According to a report by the McClatchy News Agency, <laughs> at the scene, county sheriff's deputies and highway patrol troopers found shell casings from a twenty two caliber Magnum and an 8mm Mauser, which mm. was a German World War I era long-range rifle. What? So two, so two shooters. Two shooters. Um, they said one shooter had been positioned behind McElroy's truck. Another stood a half behind block the down the street. Hole. Yeah, basically, half block down the street. Let's, really? So yeah. that's the long-range rifle? And there may have been others. So they said that I think other... Uh, they thought that multiple shooters... Wow. This is amazing. That's incredible. Different reports have suggested there were between 30 and 60 witnesses to the murder, but Trina was the only witness who said they saw who the shooter was. The rest of the town refused to talk. This is So this is the big secret. I like the idea of the sheriff going, guys, come on. Who who did it? <laughs> who did, hey. Put your hand up. I, okay, I know he was a patio, but you won't be in trouble. Just who did it? <laughs> you won't be in trouble. I just want to know. I just want to know who did. Come on, people. Re- they people wow. really wanted to find out because although um, so, some would say you know he, he had it coming or whatever, many others say it's never okay to take take the law into your own hands. Yeah, and you know what is interesting as well. So if there was <coughs> at least a couple of shooters, if not more. Yep. Wouldn't you, as the shooters, also be thinking, like, did I get him? <laughs> yeah. Did one well, of that's others? the whole idea when you have uh, someone who's shot. Shooting squad. A shooting squad is that one of them has a blank in their gun. So when you all fire, you can all tell yourself, I wasn't the one who shot him. So there's 10 people with rifles. One of them has a fake bullet. Only and one it, has a fake I th- bullet. I've heard it was even more than that. It was only one. I thought it was one with live and the rest fake. Well, that might be wrong. Oh, but, if, but if you only shoot, if only one person shoots and just gets their arm, they're not going to, you know what I mean? But like yeah. if 10 people shoot you, right. you're likely to die very quickly. But also just the fact that 10 people are shooting so, also means that Yeah, also, but like s- you can also like just have this, the peace of mind that maybe you weren't the one who killed that man. And you do that every day. And the odds... Uh, yeah, exactly. Every day. Every like, day. Yeah, still, just, I keep, I think I keep getting the blanks. I get the blank every time. Every time. I'm shooting blanks. I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I do it at home, I do it at work. I'm shooting blanks. I'm so sad. <laughs> I just want to kill people and make people pregnant. <laughs> and I, just... I can't give life, I can't take life. <laughs> What's the point of it? What's the point of it all? <laughs> Nah, it's fun to laugh at firing squads, isn't it? Oh, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta laugh. If you don't laugh at firing squads, you'll cry at firing <laughs> yeah, exactly. squads. Mm, crying squads. And if you don't cry at firing squads, crying squads. It's crying squads. Hurry, yay, hurry, yay. Crying good. Thank you. <laughs> A few months earlier. Uh, David Baird was asked if he would be keen to be the new prosecuting attorney of Nottoway County. I'm calling so many of the words in this. I'm pronouncing them differently every time. Nottoway, Nottoway. How do you spell his surname? Baird. B-A-I-R-D. Very good. Baird. (laughs) (laughs) Can I hear it in a sentence? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, he he was... He was asked if he'd be keen for that job, the prosecuting attorney of the county. But he, he wasn't super keen. He was only 27, just a kid in, in many ways. He was single. He had the freedom to go anywhere uh, in the world, basically, with his work. He just sort of got through law school. 
So he wasn't super keen to take the job. He didn't want to, you know, be locked down uh, in a small town in Missouri near, basically where he grew up. Mm. He was sort of thinking of exploring, I guess. But his father persuaded him to take the job, basically saying it would be pretty cushy. He goes, nothing much happens around here anyway. Oh, oh no. no. So the case of the century. Three months later, the murder of Ken Rex McElroy in Skidmore landed bared in the middle of a case that shocked America, making headlines across the country. Soon after, Baird made the statement, we feel confident that this ultimately will be resolved. He was feeling good about it. I like to imagine him sitting <coughs> at his desk, like listening to all the evidence, and he's just got like a pros and cons list. <laughs> like, <laughs> as people just say something in defense, he's like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And then they say something like, well, actually, Ron, he's like, oh, very good point of view. <laughs> to me, it's so funny that his, he was convinced by his dad going, it'll be real cushy, man. Yeah. He said, but isn't that the whole reason he didn't want to do it? Because yeah. he wanted a challenge? It seems strange. Isn't it? You're single, you're young, you do anything you want. You're young, go Take a that. cushy job in a tiny town. You're right, Dad. I'll do it. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't based in um, Skidmore. He w- yeah, Skidmore. <laughs> he was based uh, in a slightly bigger town, but still in a small town. Maybe Marysville or something like that. Um, Soon after, he convened the first grand jury Nodaway County had seen in 20 years. So he, he landed with a real bang. There was a huge investigation. The FBI conducted more than 100 interviews, plus there was a coroner's inquiry, a, a local grand jury, and a federal grand jury, all of which failed to return any indictments, despite Trina McElroy fingering Del Clement, <laughs> a part owner of the D&G Tavern and a rancher. Del. <laughs> who she said was one of the shooters. D and G. Oh, that's what it'll be. D will be Dell and the G would be... Graham. Greg. Fuck. Graham. Graham's no, you're better. right. Dell and Graham. Dell and Greg is much better. Dell and Greg. Fuck I'm, just, I'm still on Dharma and Greg, I think. So I, I, I was so distracted by you saying that she fingered someone. <laughs> um, it's still funny every time. Um, but what happened? One of the, she said that one of the owners of the D and G... Oh, she said... She saw him. She's the one she eyeballed and fingered. Right. Um, with Del Clement, part owner of the DNG. Gotcha. Um, but despite that, despite her having her as an eyewitness, no, no one else um, corroborated her story. Wow. Uh, so despite there being a coroner's jury, a local grand jury, and a federal grand jury, and over 100 interviews with the FBI, still... Um, no one cracked. No one cracked. Wow. That's amazing. That's that awesome. That is actually incredible that nobody gave in. Out of that many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, so that's basically the story. What, I mean, what do you guys think? I've got a little bit to talk about. Um, You'd think someone would cave. The... Yeah. You would really think somebody would give in. Do, do you think... What, what? Where do you stand on that? Like, I'm am- I'm amazed, actually. Do you, Would you crack, do you think? Or would you be like... Because in, in a way, on the other side, you're sort of, the pressure's on you to stick together. Yeah, exactly. As soon as numbers. one cracks, then there'd be... Yeah, you're right. You're right. If there was that many, if there was like four and, of you, I'd probably crack. And actually. also, if you if you genuinely thought that this guy was making everyone's life hell. And he was. Yeah. yeah no, I reckon he deserved it. It's, a, it's fucking tricky. But I mean, oh, that... absolutely it is. Then I wonder what... You know, if he was alive to tell the tale... <laughs> He probably would have said he was a misunderstood guy. I'm sure he would say that. You sound that. like a terrible guy. So Harry McLean wrote a best-selling book about this case, which I think helped bring it to a, a, a bigger audience. Mm. Um, and when asked about who actually pulled the trigger, McLean said, I personally believe it's a mistake to put too much emphasis on who pulled the trigger, suggesting that if it hadn't happened that day, it would have been someone else the next day. Yeah. According to the Washington Post, McLean doesn't think the killing was a planned vigilante action on the part of the townspeople. He thinks two or three people got impulsive that day and that the town showed its loyalty by closing its ranks around them. Mm. Um, McElroy was buried in uh, Memorial Park Cemetery, St. Joseph in Missouri. Missouri is a cool sounding state. In 1984, Trina filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the town, the county, the Sheriff Estes, the mayor, and Del Clement for millions and millions of dollars. The case was settled out of court without anyone admitting guilt for the relatively modest sum of $17,600. That's not that much, is it? She wanted millions. Because you do feel bad for the kids. There's heaps of them, right? Yeah. There's heaps of kids also. Heaps um, of wives, heaps of broken marriages. Yeah. I mean, she... 
she was so young. I know. She, he basically took her out of school. Um, anyway, Trina remarried and is said to have, have lived a really happy family life before dying of cancer on her 55th birthday in 2012. Wow. Richard Stratton, a retired Missouri Highway Patrol trooper, had several run-ins with McElroy and has said uh, this of that fateful day. Those were fathers and grandfathers on the street in Skidmore that day. Ordinary, hard-working people. They did what they did because we didn't do our job, we being the, the cops. Then they went home and kept their mouth shut and kept them closed all these years. So he's basically saying, I get why they did it, because... We yeah. the the police force or the you know the sheriff's department and the um the highway patrol system. the justice system didn't it get the job them. done. Wow. Bocamp's wife Lois said justice was done at the time. Lois. She was she was she was fine with it. Wow. But he wasn't murdered in the end, was he? He wasn't no, murdered. He was, he was okay. He threatened to get him again, but didn't. And I thought I I'm just gonna finish uh with this uh little um, little quote from a New York Times article, uh, which was by the uh, Cheryl Houston, who was, I think, Bo Camp's daughter, one of his daughters. Um, she said, once the shroud of silence fell, there was going to be no one talking. Um, and she actually watched the killing from her family's grocery store. Um, wow. But like everyone else, she said she didn't, she didn't see the gunman. Uh, they could have pushed and dug, pushed and dug, and got nothing. We were so bitter and so angry at the law letting us down that it came to somebody taking matters into their own hands, she said. No one has any idea what a nightmare we lived. Wow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating but super fucked story. Yeah. yeah, wow. I'd never heard of any of that. No, that is really fascinating. And it's still, they've still... They've there, still there's been, people shot. have thought uh, someone's going to talk on their deathbed eventually they're gonna either want to say i did it or say i need to get this off my conscience but no it's still no one has no one feels that it weighs on their conscience yeah i guess that's why a piece of work yeah they're probably yeah they're not thinking i'm not getting into heaven for this do you reckon (laughs) or whatever people makes people do that like surely the towns people would still talk about it amongst themselves yeah and do you think the person who did do it is maybe seen as a bit of a hero yeah i wonder and so, like, they walk into the grocery store and people just kind of, you know, give them a nod? Yeah, give them a nod. You know? I wonder. I wonder. That's, yeah, that is fascinating. It sounds like the town's pretty much died out, though. I feel like I'm almost on the town side. Oh, I'm, I 100% am. Okay, I felt like maybe I was a bad person. If I, no. I, I kind of <laughs> feel like if it if it was as as we've sort of talked about it today and he wasn't just a guy who was demonized somehow like i'm i'm so i'm sort of taking this at face value what i've read but i'm always part of me is like you know history is always pretty dicey it's written by the victors yeah and (coughs) i think that's i'm taking it as a story i'm thinking of it almost as a film like in my head it's it's all set like to kill a mockingbird like that's how i'm picturing it i'm even picturing really old cars and stuff like that yeah well um there there was a tv film made about it called in broad daylight, because the that's when the yeah right murder happened. That, I mean, that's the fa- it was like mid late morning. Yeah, sun shining, heaps of people standing around watching. So to me, it's just a story or just like a just a movie. So I'm you kind of like yeah, you you side with the town. But if I was the journalist covering this, I would I would be cover I would be thinking about it very differently to how I am as a, as a complete outsider just hearing it as a story. It really sounds like the author kind of. I think he, the author of the book, who yeah. probably has looked into it the most, he seems to be pretty comfortable, I think, with what the town did. Yeah. But I guess you'd also, mm. I think it'd be hard because you'd be in there talking to the townspeople, hearing them tell you how fucked it was. Yeah. So you're, you're possibly just going to, you know, get even more. And there's that group mentality where nobody's going to be like, you know what, he wasn't that bad. I feel for the guy. You're not going to get that. Everybody would be like, yep, it was the right thing. I don't know. But That's that, yeah, amazing. I mean... Trina definitely did say that he he wasn't the monster that they made him out to be. Yeah, and maybe he wasn't. I don't know. And I that think it's was... pretty amazing that people come together like that, though. So yeah. to to think of it that way, for all of those people to to keep their mouth shut this whole time, I think maybe he was the bad person that 
You know? Because if, if, if he was maybe not that bad, then there'd be a, a, a portion of the community who would go, oh, that didn't yeah. seem right. And plus, I don't think there's any doubt that he he impregnated a, a teenager. Yeah. And, and he still shot people. He shot people, it sounds like, for very little reason. Yeah, so he it wasn't like, a good person. No, he's definitely... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he definitely was a real bad guy. Yeah. It reminds me of this um, uh, Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie story. Fucking hell. Death on the Nile. <laughs> I wouldn't say which one it is because I don't want to ruin it for people that they've ever watched the show or read the book. But um... <laughs> <laughs> They're watching along going, all right, I mean, Dave was talking about some very specific things and they're happening in this episode, well, but maybe that was also in another episode. Because he didn't name it. It just turns out that this guy gets stabbed a lot of stab wounds and that it turns out that everyone did it uh. and they all did it together and they all because he was this really bad guy he'd done something to a kid like child kidnapping or something and they all lined up and one after another just stabbed oh, him what so, so they and then they when he was interviewing it. everyone like everyone's so tight-lipped because they all did it right. and like like that um firing squad thing yeah. no one knows who the actual the, final the one blow, was yeah because he's probably dead by the last few ones so you Ew. don't know yeah Fuck, so she was, she was amazing, though. Is that a good story? Such a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man, I love it. Okay, mate. But, yeah, it just reminds me of that. You know, when you're practically, it's not even, it doesn't really matter who shot him. Mm. They're all kind of in on it. Yeah. Yep. Mm. A great story. I um, Yeah, that's amazing. Really, really, really thought that was great. Uh, yes, so thank you so much, Josh, for that sweet suggestion. Um. Really appreciate it. Let us know whose side you're on. That would be cool, wouldn't it? If people want to tweet in. <laughs> Don't you think that's kind of cool? I want it because I'm 100% on the town side. Jess seems like she's pretty much Matt's a bit in the grave. No, I think I'm definitely, I definitely feel like if there's a guy, I, I feel like I probably would have been in that headspace as well. But yeah, I don't know. I just also, you're like, you kind of, for our society to to work, we need to trust the law on some level, right? Yeah. Or do we? Revolution. Are, you, are we talking revolution? Yeah, we're talking revolution. All right, I'm in. Okay, great. Doesn't take a <laughs> lot to talk easy. me around. Yeah. But Just drop that R word. He loves it. Revolution. <laughs> Whoa. Now we're going to wrap up this episode by thanking everyone that uh, supports the show through Patreon. Appreciate everyone who does that. Chips in a little bit. Even if you think this show is worth one or two dollars a month to keep the cogs spinning and the reports getting uh, make them get written. It's not no bullshit. It definitely keeps the show going uh, that support because it means we can afford to uh, for me personally it means I can spend a couple of days writing a report and justify it. Cause yeah I getting sucked into buy it. Buy food for those two days and sometimes drinks. Sometimes little <laughs> little treats. Oh. We appreciate all the treats that we can get from your one, two, five, ten dollars a month. Appreciate all that. And you get rewards uh, in return. Uh, we do bonus stuff on the Patreon feed, like newsletters and bonus episodes, all that kind of stuff. Patreon.com slash do go on pod. If you too want to fight the good fight and support the show. And we'd like to say Thank you to three patrons now. I like how you frame that as fighting the good fight. That's real fun. Keep fighting the good <laughs> fight, patron. It's uh, it's really um, misleading, but it is a lot of fun. I'd love to thank... Uh, would you mind me kicking it off, Dave? No, please. So, yeah, I'd love to thank uh, Beware the Locals. Um, I think that's a, it's a, uh, it's a group fronted by Dempsey Tapley. Over in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, and I've looked them up. We we hear from Dempsey a little bit on the social media networks, uh, such as Twitter, <laughs> and um, oh. etc. But I've looked up uh, Beware the Locals uh, in case you were interested. It's it's a. Uh, I'm not next. I am though. <laughs> Kidding. Um, it's all about uh, what the, a, what a quip. The local <laughs> art scene in Sioux Falls, and. Awesome. Um, but we're the locals. I get it. But we're the locals. Well, yeah. we'd love to be a local, and we are closing in very slowly on that uh, seven thousand oh, dollar patron target. We've got to go to Sioux Falls to make us be able to tour the USA. I'm just looking at a photo of it. It looks amazing. Let's go to Sioux Falls. Okay, deal. Um, while you're booking our tickets to Sioux Falls, I would also like to thank another Patreon listener uh, who supports the show, and that is the wonderful 
William Flood. Billy Flood. Oh, Billy Flood. Are you, if you hate Billy, I am so sorry. Willie Flood. Willie Flood. Oh, no. That is, you should see a doctor. Will, what happened last night? Oh, I had a Willie Flood. <laughs> my my Willie is flooding. Willie Flood or won't he? Um, <laughs> is what I thought you were doing. But I'm glad you didn't because that would have been awful. But thank you, William. Interesting. So we've, we've so far we've had the Sioux Falls, which yes. is this beautiful waterfall. Oh. Now we've got a, a William Flood. Yep. Dave, are you going to keep it in that wet, moist sort of category? Well, if you want to keep your um, your water at an optimum temperature, you're going to need a thermometer. And I don't like to keep my thermometer with the, the Celsius. I like to go Fahrenheit. Kevin Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. He's, he's good. Kevin Farron. I didn't know how he was going to do it, and he did. It was only seven or eight steps he got it back. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't do that. No, you couldn't. If you said, Jesse, you keep it in the wet thing, I'd be like, uh, no, I'm going to say thanks to Kevin. Because uh, I'm an idiot. Karen, Kevin Farron, big fan, of you, big fan of you. You're a great guy. Thanks, From Kevin. T- Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma. Oh, Tacoma. Maybe, do you have a waterfall, Kevin? Let us know. <laughs> Bet you bloody do. No, we appreciate your support, Kev. Kev, Kev, mate. Kev, Kev Billy, Kev. <laughs> beware the locals. You're all cool. You're all great. All great people. All Th- great thanks people. so much for uh, supporting. You guys are lovely. Thanks, gang. Um, if we had to murder someone, do you reckon our patron people would keep their lips shut? Definitely I reckon not. that. No, not. they're no. trustworthy. Trustworthy. Very trustworthy. So trustworthy that we're going to go up to Sydney to visit them soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The That's how much we trust them. That we know Sydney exists. <laughs> See, Dave and I can do the segues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know we are going to talk about that. We are trying to lock in a Sydney live show. I reckon we will have locked it in by the time this is out, which makes me bring it up pretty stupid. <laughs> Dates will be on the internet. If you look up uh, our Facebook where can you find us on Facebook, Dave? Uh, Facebook, we are at DoGoOnPod, uh, facebook.com slash DoGoOnPod. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at DoGoOnPod, but all the links to this and our Patreon are below in the well, in the description of the episode. And uh, email is DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. Yeah. I might, and if, if we have figured out dates, I might even just drop them in after this. Mr. Blanc. I'll put them in. Now, hi, this is Matt later on. <laughs> nah, it's still me. Good on you. <laughs> no, uh, but put it in now. But please. Hey, it... how's it? Oh, give bloody. It, why why is Dave here in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, please, Duke in Sydney, or if you're in New South Wales around the Sydney area, please come on in to see us do a live show. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be great. That'd be super cool. Because <laughs> if that goes well, then we can do the rest of Australia, and if that goes well, then we can do the rest of the world. We're going to do them. We're going to visit them. I'm yeah. going to do them. <laughs> <laughs> one by one. <laughs> Form a line. Dave, no. <laughs> oh, consensual. Oh, Dave, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. How did the word consensual make that worse? I just, I just don't know. I, I mean, they're forming this. a line. Yeah. Surely consent was... Yeah, good call. They don't have to. But still, okay, well, they're not Dave, but everyone else. What are you doing? Yeah, Why are you lining up for this? You dirty sickos. Nah, they're not sick. They're just uh, giving in to nature. Oh. <laughs> Look, I don't know how we got here, but we are, and we have to leave now. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We do appreciate all your correspondence and topic ideas, because, for example, we would never have heard, I I doubt we would have ever come across that story if it hadn't been suggested. Yeah. So if you know something that's from your local area, if if, if you're from a different country to us and you know a story, we have a lot of listeners like in Sweden and stuff. Is there any cool local stories we could do about your area? Let us know. We do tend to hit up UK and American stories yeah, mainly. Yeah, like overseas ones, like stuff in Asia. Overseas uh, ones. Yeah, you know, outside of America and the UK. <laughs> you know, t- but to them, we are overseas. Uh-huh. That's how it works. It goes both it like ways. That. We are exotic to them. What? They think this accent is adorable. No, they don't. <laughs> That's why they're forming a line. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I will say until next week. Uh, but before we go, Jess. Damn it. I was hoping you'd forget. D and G. What do you got? The, the, see, the G, I wanted to go for goats. But then I couldn't think of a D that went with that. And then just then when Dave was saying that, I was groaning. I was like, the groan. Something in groans. The, 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 the,
Dave, you've got another one, don't you? Uh, Dracula and Goblins? Fuck you. Dracula and Goblins. That's pretty cool. It's not bad. It's pretty good. All right, I'm going to leave a little bit of space here for the music, and then after the music, Jess will come no, back to yours. A little secret bit at the end. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Goodbye and a laters. Bye. The dark and gloomy. Yeah, it's good. Good. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and That's how she became the daddy. I'm, I'm really going to do it. I'm going to do it. Are you ready, man? Yeah. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.